0: Hello Word Nerds! Welcome to The Dictionary! Yay! Woohoo! Cheers, cheers, cheers! Uh, Hello, how are you doing? I'm Spencer, I'm reading The Dictionary, I read all the words and the definitions and the things and I talk about them and I tell things from my, my brain and my personal life and I try to explain things in other ways, maybe it helps you understand and we have some fun with their sound effects and musical things sometimes and it's just a grand old time. There will be a guest in tomorrow's episode. You know how I know because I already recorded it. Uh, it's a good one, uh, so I, I highly recommend come back tomorrow for the next episode and check it out. And then also go check out uh, Sarah's Sarah's business. If it sounds like something that you are interested in, you'll learn about that tomorrow. Uh, go go check it out. Check out all the things that she's got. Uh, let's see. Uh, And actually, we do reference, we reference a few words at the end of this episode. I know, sometimes this goes out of order a little bit, but but you are must, you must listen to this in order. Go back to the beginning if you haven't. Start there. Follow the journey from beginning to end. Let's take this journey together. We are going to take a short little journey today, and it's starting with the word, dihydroxyacetone D-I-H-Y D-R-O-X-Y A-C-E T-O-N-E this is the last of the D-I-H words I don't know why but I have uh, started a habit of telling you the first three letters and talking about that and I didn't I didn't do it in the last episode we went from D-I-G to D-I-H so this word I'm not going to say it again it's a noun from 1895. A glyceraldehyde isomer, C3H6O3, used especially to stain the skin to simulate a tan. Wait, is this literally just spray tan? Dihydroxyacetone? Hmm, interesting. Um, and it does... So if you look at the uh, the chemical makeup... There's double the hydrogen to oxygen, H6O3. And I guess uh in the previous episode we had dihydroxy prefix, which is two hydroxyl groups. So I guess a hydroxyl group is probably hmm, well what what would it be? Would it be H no, it would be maybe one, maybe one I don't I don't really know. Something about double the H's to the O's. Double the H to the O. Here I go with my flow. That's as much as my brain can do. Okay, that was uh, actually the last D-I-H word. Here is one D-I-J word. And the sound effect is going to be, pardon me. That's the sound effect, but I have to finish the phrase. Do you have any Dijon mustard? That's not how the phrase goes, but some of you might know. How, how do you pronounce this? You can say Dijon, Dijon, or Dijon. That's the first word with a capital D-I-J-A, no, O-N, D-I-J-O-N, oh my god, the letters are hard to say, D-I-J-O-N, and then the word mustard, noun from 1938, it is a prepared mustard made from dark mustard seeds, white wine, and spices. I didn't know white wine was in there. It is from Dijon, France. Dijon. D you have to say it Frenchy? Dijon, France. Um, I don't care for this mustard. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a good American and I like my yellow mustard. My my palate, my tasty palate is not so defined. It's uh, it's not refined either. And so, I don't know. I just never really cared for this stuff. Maybe I should try it again. Maybe I'll appreciate it now. My tastes definitely have changed as I've gotten older. So, let's let's give some Dijon mustard a try. And of course, when I was a kid, the, the f- most popular brand of Dijon mustard was Grey Poupon. And so, there was that commercial. Pardon me? Do you have any Grey Poupon? You could just... There was a time... I think I'm stealing this joke from somebody else. There was a time, it's not a joke, there was a time when people would just roll down their windows and say to random strangers, pardon me, do you have any Grey Poupon? The next word, pardon me. Uh, This is a fun word. I definitely chuckled the first time I heard it. It is dick dick. I think the first dick is emphasized It is D-I-K hyphen D-I-K, noun from 1883. The plural is either just dick-dick again or dick-dicks. Any of a genus of small antelopes of eastern and southern Africa having an elongated snout. Its nose-mouth region is elongated. and They're very small, these small little antelopes, the genus name is Madokua, M A D O Q U A. Nobody knows where this name came from. I suspect that it is just from some eastern or southern African language. I don't know why they wouldn't know that. Um yeah, we'll definitely post a picture of a dik-dik on social media. They're very cute little antelopes. The next word. Uh okay, that was the first D I K word. We got a few more. The next one, pardon me, it is dike, D-I-K-E. This is the first form, noun from the 13th century, one, an artificial watercourse. The synonym is ditch, D-I-T-C-H, so if you want the water to go a certain way, Maybe you're you're digging a ditch. You're digging a pathway in the dirt for the water to go. So you've made a dike, a water course that makes me think of a, I don't know, a course. I don't know something. Number two, a a bank usually of earth constructed to control or confine water, and the synonym is levee. L e v e e. It's like a dam. You set, you put up some earth, some dirt, some soil to stop the water from going in an area, Um, and uh, yeah, that's also a dike. To be a barrier preventing passage, especially of something undesirable. So we're not literally talking about water here. Uh, In in the two a case, the water would be undesirable, like around New Orleans. There's a bunch of levees because it's it's under sea level, right? Um, and so the water would be undesirable. We learned that from Hurricane Katrina. It was very undesirable to have all the water flooding everything and ruining everything and people dying, and that was a terrible catastrophe, to say the least. Um, but also, a dike could just be something that stops something that you don't want. 3A... A raised causeway. Mm, Would this be for cars? Probably for cars, but it's raised up. Maybe it's above the water. Maybe it's like a bridge or something. 3B. A tabular body of igneous rock that has been injected while molten with a fissure. Okay, so while this igneous rock was liquid, was molten, was very, very hot, this is like the stuff that comes out of the volcano. Uh, while it was liquid, it was injected into a fissure. So I guess that it would, like a fissure would be like a crack in a rock that's already hard. And then this molten rock gets into that crack and then it solidifies. And so. Hmm, I feel like maybe we need to either put a link in the show notes for this rock version of Dyke or maybe post a picture uh, so we can see what it looks like. but yeah, maybe I don't I don't know what what it is or how it's used or something. The etymology for this first form of dyke says that it is probably from the Old Norse dike, which means ditch from middle lower Jatin... Middle Lower German <laughs> dike, which means dam, so dam and ditch, akin to the Old English dike with a c, which means ditch. And there's more at the word ditch. So that's that's generally where this comes from. The next word, pardon me. The second form of dike. This is a transitive verb from the 14th century. One. To surround or protect with a dike. It's the barrier. The thing that's stopping the water. Uh, what is that? There's the, the picture of the... There's like that fable or whatever it is with the kid with the putting their finger in the dike to stop the water. It's a dam. It's basically just a dam. But I think they just called it a dike in that situation. So number two for the verb form of dike is to drain by a dike. So you are you can protect a thing with a dike from water, or I guess you could drain by a dike. So does that mean that if you put a little hole in the dike, then all the water drains out of the place? I'm not sure about that. To drain by a dike, or maybe maybe this is the one where you're building, uh, you're, you're constructing ditches, and so you're draining a certain area by using a dike. So you're you're telling the water where to go. Diker is a noun. The one who's doing the diking. The next word... Pardon me. It's the third form of dyke. This is a variation of what I... Some people would say it is a disparaging word, and some people would say that it is uh, maybe a term of endearment, or maybe a word that they would use to describe themselves. It is dyke spelled D-Y-K-E, which will be one of the last words in the D section. You'll have to wait until we get there. The next word. This is the last DIK word. Pardon me? Dictat. Actually, you emphasize the second syllable, so it's dictat. It's just D I K T A T. Noun from 1933. 1. A harsh settlement unilaterally imposed. And the example is on a defeated nation. So there's a war between two nations. One of them's defeated. And the, the, uh, the winning nation, I guess, puts something on. They impose a settlement on the one that they, they defeated. And it's very harsh. It's a diktat. Number two, the synonyms are decree and order. That makes sense. They have decreed that they are putting on this settlement. They have, it's, it's been ordered. Um, 1933. So this was before World War II, after World War I. I wonder what the situation was where they decided to create this thing. Um, this is a German word, and it literally means something dictated. So they have dictated, they have said, we are going to impose this on you so it's a diktat. Um that's, that's kind of it it's from the Latin dictare which means to dictate next pardon me it is the first D-I-L word and it's an, an abbreviation it's just DIL abbreviation for dilute dilute which is going to be in a couple episodes from now next pardon me Dilantin, capital D-I-L-A-N-T-I-N. It is a trademark and it is used for, I don't know how to pronounce this, phenytoin, P-H-E-N-Y-T-O-I-N, phenytoin, some sort of drug I'm assuming, Dilantin. Have you taken your Dilantin today? The next word, pardon me, dilapidate. Dilapidate, this is a verb from 1565. We are starting with transitive number one. To bring into a condition of decay or partial ruin, as in, furniture is dilapidated by use. And that is a quote from Janet Flanner, F.L. A-N-N-E-R. Flanner. Um, I think it's funny that it's worded to bring into a condition of decay. You are bringing it that way. You're doing some things uh, because it's a verb. You know, you, there's an action involved in, in doing the decay. You use your furniture a lot. Maybe you're jumping on the bed, sitting on the couch for 30 years. Yeah, it's going to get dilapidated. Number two is archaic, and the synonym is squander. Squander. So if you're squandering a thing, you're dilapidating it. And we have one intransitive definition, which is to become dilapidated. The furniture is becoming dilapidated. The empty, abandoned building is becoming dilapidated because nobody lives there. Nobody is upkeeping it. It's just falling apart. Maybe there's vines and plants growing. I can't wait until all the humans are dead and everything becomes dilapidated. Dilapidation is a noun. This is from the Latin verb dilapidare, which means to squander or destroy. From dis plus lapidare, which means... To pelt with stones. So, um, interesting. If you are pelting a thing with stones, um, it will become dilapidated. It will be destroyed piece by piece, little by little. little. Um, And then lapidare is from lapid or lapis, which means stone. Hmm. Never knew that dilapidate was from stone. I guess, hmm, yeah, that's interesting. And it's kind of funny because stones technically do become dilapidated over many, many years of uh, erosion. But it's a very, very slow process. One of the slowest processes in the, the whole world. Next. Pardon me. I want my Dijon mustard. Dilapidated is next. Adjective from 1565. Decayed, deteriorated, or fallen into partial ruin, especially through neglect or misuse. As in, a dilapidated old house. Let's fix it up. Let's make it nice so people can live in it and it's not so dilapidated. But they are, they do look very cool. Dilapidated houses. You just want some creepy family to live there and it's, you're in a horror movie. Ooh. Pardon me. Dilatency. That's the next word. Dilatency. Noun from 1565. Hmm. Same word. Same year as the last word. Dilatency is the property of being dilatant. Which is pardon me, the next word, dilatant, adjective from 1885. Now, wait a minute. Dilatancy is the property of being dilatant, but that word didn't even exist in some form until 320 years later? That doesn't make any sense. There must have been, it must have been around. Huh. Okay, dilatant is increasing in viscosity and setting ...to a solid as a result of deformation by expansion, pressure, or agitation. Increasing in viscosity and setting to a solid. So this is about, I guess, a liquid turning into a solid... Um, ...and there's... ...as a result of deformation by expansion. So, so when it maybe becomes a solid, it expands. Uh, like water to ice... Or maybe pressure, if there's a lot of pressure on a thing, it's going to become a solid. Um, or agitation, if it's agitated in some way. Hmm. I think we need to put a link in the show notes for dilatant uh, so we can we can learn more about it. I would assume that this is mostly about rocks and things like that. Um, hmm. Yeah. And then if a thing has been been through this process, then it is... Uh, Maybe it has dilatancy. How would you use that in context? I'm not sure. Maybe the next word is related. Pardon me. Pardon me. Dilatation or dilatation, noun from the 14th century. One, amplification in writing or speech. Amplification. Well, I guess... If you can, you can, while you're speaking, you can be amplified with a microphone, but I don't know how you would amplify writing. Number 2A, the condition of being stretched beyond normal dimensions, especially as a result of overwork, disease, or abnormal relaxation, as in dilatation of the heart, also dilatation of the stomach. So, I think, yeah, this is about being dilated, which we're going to talk more about that soon. Um, so, yeah, being stretched out, like when your, when your eyeballs dilate, the black part gets bigger, it's being, the you know, the iris, the colored part is being str- kind of stretched out. Um, hmm, maybe that wasn't the best explanation, but uh, yeah, you could use this for a whole lot of things, you know, your physical things, the stomach, if you eat it, ton of food your stomach will be dilated it will go through dilatation or your heart maybe if it's if you work at it real good it's going to get stronger and bigger but the definition is more about seems kind of negative like it's being stretched too much yeah beyond normal dimensions maybe you don't want these things to be stretched out so far and then of course you can talk about it Oh, I guess, okay, so overwork, maybe if your heart is overworked, it's gone through dilatation. If it's diseased or uh, abnormal relaxation, that's an interesting one. So if it's relaxed too much or too hard, if you, can you relax too hard? It's gone through dilatation. Hmm. Okay, to be, the synonym is the number two definition for the word dilation, which is going to be later. I guess... I would have thought that that would have been the word, not dilatation. I wonder why they're different. Three, the action of expanding and the state of being expanded is dilatation. Four, a dilated part or formation. Dilatational is an adjective. And there is no etymology. I guess we're just going to get it in this next word. Um, and then it's not, it does not seem like it's related at all really to dilatant or dilatancy other than maybe, um, when, maybe when this rock turns into a solid, it's, it, uh, it's expanding and it's being stretched out. I don't know. Maybe that's kind of a stretch. The next word, pardon me, Dilate or dilate verb from the 14th century starting with transitive number one is archaic to describe or set forth at length or in detail so if you are talking about a thing for a long time in a lot of detail that is dilate Uh, but it's archaic so yeah this is a little little odd I think to our modern brains Number two, to enlarge or expand in bulk or extent. The synonyms are distend and widen. Definitely think of like your stomach if it's distended. If it's, uh, that, that's an interesting thing that the body does. If it's not getting food, it gets distended and you get that belly. You know, there's those images of the kids in Africa, say, who are not, Getting a lot of food and they look like they're full because they got big bellies, but it's the opposite. I think I may have that right. So, enlarging or expanding, that's dilate. That's what this whole word's about. Here is intransitive one to comment at length, and the synonym is discourse. Um, and this is usually used with the words on or upon. Dilate on, dilate upon. If you're just talking about a thing a lot, like I sometimes do here, I'm dilating my words. Uh, This one definitely seems related to the number one archaic transitive definition, but I guess in that context it doesn't really get used. But it does get used in intransitive. Number two, to become wide, and the synonym is swell. Swell. As in, the pupil of the eye dilates and contracts. The pupil is the black part. It gets bigger when it dilates, and when it's contracting, it gets smaller. My, my, the cats, when they're really interested in a thing, their eyes will dilate so they can see better what's going on. A synonym for all is the word expand dilatability dilatability that is a noun if a thing can dilate or not dilatable it's the same same idea adjective and dilator or dilator is a noun and uh, we actually talk about that word the dilator in the next episode so um so you know look out for that The etymology says this is from the Latin dilatare, which literally means to spread wide, from uh, dis plus latus, which means wide, and there's more at the word latitude. So the latitude of the Earth, I think those are the... um, See, I never... never, But I think those are the lines that go around. So like, uh, you know, the, the equator... Uh, that's zero latitude. I think. I hope I have that right. If I don't, I'm gonna be very mad at myself and sound very dumb. But I'm pretty sure that's correct. Zero latitude is the equator. And then if you go north, you've got you know five degrees latitude, ten degrees latitude, etc. It's the goes around the world wide. The, the yeah. And um and then if a thing is spreading wide, it's dilating. The next word pardon me dilated adjective from the 15th century number one expanded laterally especially being flat and widened as in dilated leaves if they're very flat and very wide leaves they are dilated leaves number two expanded normally or abnormally in all dimensions. All of the dimensions. The three dimensions that we have here, also the fourth dimension of time, and then all the other dimensions, which I won't bore you with. Uh, And then, of course, I mean, we haven't mentioned this here. Uh, No, no, we'll, we'll talk about this in the next one. The last word. The very last word for this episode. Pardon me. Do you have... Any Dijon mustard. Dilation. D-I-L-A-T-I-O-N. Noun from the 15th century. Number one. The act or action of dilating. And then also, the state of being dilated. The synonyms are expansion and dilatation. It's the same word, basically. And then number two. The action... Or stretching or no the action of stretching or enlarging an organ or part of the body Um, and most specifically other than like the iris of the eye or the pupil of the eye or you know I guess the heart or the stomach um, the other thing that I think we probably think of mostly that goes through dilation that gets dilated is the cervix in a person with a uterus when they are getting ready to have a baby And uh, yeah, that happens. And, uh, you know, at a certain point, I think it's like 10 centimeters, give or take, that's when they're like, all right, that's about the size of a baby's head-ish enough that you are ready to get this baby out of you. You you hear that word, obviously, a lot when you're talking about going through labor. All right, I think that is it. Again, we are going to have a guest. We talk a little bit about that. Um, and I should also say that that episode will be tagged as explicit because of the things that we talk about. Um, but, you know, everybody, don't, don't, uh, don't be afraid of anything that's explicit. Come, come listen to what we have to say. Listen to everything. All right, we need to talk about the words. We had dihydroxyacetone. Dijon mustard. Dick dick. dike, 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 Dictat. I think it's dictat. I think I said dictat. It's dictat. Dill, dilantin, dilapidate, dilapidated. Dilatency, dilatant, dilatation, dilate, dilated, and dilation. Hmm. I'm not sure what to pick. I'm a little tempted to do Dijon mustard, even though I don't really like it uh maybe dilapidated i mean that's a good word that's a that's a very good word you know dikes are important uh stopping the water controlling the water because we feel like god humans um di- any of those dilated words i think are also you know those are very important but i don't know i think i just like the word uh, dilapidated don't you like the word dilapidated don't you like the word dilapidated it's a very fun word to say dilapidated 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 that is all the song that's all that's all that it needs to be it's it's great all right i hope i hope that you're enjoying the show i hope you come back again come come every time and let's talk about the things uh, let's see. Sometimes I talk about the movies I watch recently. We rewatched Anna and the Apocalypse, which we saw five years ago, and uh, it's uh, it's a very fun, good movie. It is a what is it? It is a Christmas time Scottish teenager musical. Yeah. Oh, ooh, zombie movie. I forgot the most important part. <laughs> it's also a zombie movie. Uh, yeah, Anna and the Apocalypse highly recommended. Uh, what else? Anything? Uh, yeah, if you're into uh, well, you know, it's um, oh, I think I totally forgot to mention this. Uh, we recently had Christmas a few days ago. I didn't ever say Merry Christmas. Um, I also missed the first day of Kwanzaa. Apologies for that. Um, I did mention Hanukkah, but you know, it's still the Christmas season. So, uh, if you like the Christmas horror movies, you should watch violent night which i mentioned you should also watch christmas bloody christmas uh i think we just watched that there was another one about a christmas robot which i can't think of the name of but that was a lot of fun unless that was christmas bloody christmas it might have been that's a crazy fun movie okay i think that's it thank you very much for listening and until next time this is spencer dispensing information goodbye